Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Chapter 8, The Burial. A disaster rattles the Greendale community. Desperate to help, Sabrina attempts a new kind of dark magic with the assistance of an unusual ally. Well, this is an interesting episode. Some shit goes down. Yeah, but like in a cool way. <laughs> in, in a cool way. Yeah, you know? and again, like just like last episode, we like pick up the next day. So we're at the Spellman house. Ambrose and Sabrina are watching a movie. Ambrose is like, oh, do you want some bacon cuz? And bacon Sabrina's cush? like, ew, no, not after what I saw at the Church of Night yesterday. I'm fasting. Yeah. I I don't blame her. Yeah. So they're talking back and forth. They got plans. They're, you know, Sabrina's going to go to a movie with Harvey after his shift. And Ambrose is like, yes, yeah, soon I'll be able to do the same because Luke has a connection with the high priest and he's going to speak with Father Blackwood on my behalf. Yes. Zelda comes in and is like, where's your Aunt Hilda? Oh, she's she's working at the bookstore. It's Black Friday. It most certainly is not. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean which is Black Friday. I mean, it's Black Friday for the more. It, like, I love that they have to explain these things to each other. You know, the phone's ringing and, you know, they talk about, you know, the Kemper bodies are already on their way and Satan knows what else is going on. Zelda picks up the phone. She's like, oh, no, we hadn't heard she goes, Sabrina, there's an accident at the mines. Go and pray to Satan. He's all right. I, I love the blasphemy. It makes my heart so happy. <laughs> so Sabrina takes off. She's going to the mines. There are people everywhere. Medics, firefighters, the retro nurses. Sirens are wailing. You know, Sabrina's running around. Hey, I'm looking for Harvey Kinkle. Have you seen Harvey? Like, have you seen Harvey Kinkle? Excuse me. And then she sees Harvey. He's like, Sabrina. And he's being tended to. He's got like some scrapes on his face his hand is messed up he's really hot all dirty (laughs) he is harvey's like you know i made it out but there's still five guys in there sabrina and tommy's one of them and so he's in shock and he starts getting up and be like i have to go back in i have to go and i gotta find my dad and then Roz and Susie show up and they've got food. They are ready to feed the masses. I heart them so much. They're so cute. They're like, let's figure out a place to set up so we can start helping. And we watch Harvey run back to the mine. Oh, Harvey. So we cut and we've got Susie and Roz. You know, they're giving out soup to the people who are working. Sabrina's, you know, giving out water. Roz's dad is there, you know, doing the reverend thing. And Harvey comes out and is like, you know, it's not good. The borehole that they're drilling to reach the survivors is too small and the guys are too big and no one can fit through it. And Susie starts making like this weird smile like, oh, okay. And Harvey's like, you know, I tried to fit through, but I can't, I can't get in. Sabrina's trying to be reassuring. He's like, but my brother is trapped under all that rock. And like now Harvey's arm is covered in blood. And it's like, you, we need to take care of this. And she's like, please, Harvey. And Susie's just like nodding, nodding. So now we cut to Sabrina and Harvey are in, a, in his car, his, his truck. truck. And they're just like, okay, pace yourself. It's going to be fine. Sabrina says, you know, you need stitches. I'm going to get a doctor. Stay here. So Sabrina gets out of the truck big commotion she's trying to find a doctor like what's going on like oh some kid got a wild idea and slipped into the mines when nobody was looking and Roz runs up and goes sabrina i don't know where Susie is you don't think and then out comes Susie. 
all dirty. I'm like, what are you doing? You could have been killed. And Susie's like, I was small enough to fit in the hole. And it's what my Aunt Dorothea told me to do. Or, um... that That's what my Aunt Dorothea would have done. <laughs> and like, it's like, but I found this. And Susie is holding the miner's hat with the light on it. But it's been bashed in and there's blood. And uh, Mr. Kinkle walks up. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? Excuse me, excuse me. And Harvey says, that's that's Tommy's hat. We we didn't find him, but we got to keep going. And Mr. Kinkle starts being like, okay, everybody, this has turned into a shit show. So y'all have to leave. If you're not part of the police department, you're not doctors, you, or you don't work for the mines, you have to leave. There's just too much going on. And Harvey's protesting this whole time, and his dad's just like, if we dig it more, it's going to collapse more. We got to wait until we get more equipment. In. And I'm like, we got to do it tomorrow. Like, that's too late. Don't start with me, boy. Which sounds like a good dad move. Okay. It's a practical move. Well, but that's, at this, that's what this, we think. At this point. Yeah. And like, Harvey is just so sad, and Sabrina's trying to comfort him. So we cut to later that night and Sabrina and Harvey are in the back of his truck and Harvey's just like, you know, Tommy saved me. You know, Tommy pushed me out of the way and told me to run and I did and I was a chicken shit again, which is heartbreaking. Harvey just says, you know, somehow the tunnel held long enough to get me through and I heard this roar. It's like the earth was closing up and trying to swallow me. How did I make it out of there? And Sabrina, we hear the whispering of the spells she did before. And she just says, you know, maybe someone was looking out for you. And ugh, Harvey says that was Tommy. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. And sweet. You know, they talk about, you know, the first 12 hours are the most critical. Like, You're going to be okay. You stay with me all night long. And so they, they cuddle and they kiss. And, you know, they, they're just sleeping in the back of the trunk. And it's so cute. Truck snuggles. Trunk snuggles. Truck snuggles. Truck trunk. It's a trunk. No, it's a bed. It's, it's a, a truck, truck bed. bed. Whatever. Come on, you live in Texas. You should know what a pickup truck bed is. Fuck that shit. I'm a city girl. <laughs> um, so <laughs> now it's morning time and Sabrina has walking home just as Hilda is getting is coming home. It's like, have you been at work this whole time? Yeah, I have. Dr. C kept the bookstore open all night just to give free coffee and hot chocolate to the volunteers. And they, they go, you know, all right, Harvey Harvey went home with his dad. Uh, I'm going to meet them back at the mines. And Zelda opens the door inside both of you now. Mm-hmm. So everyone sits down and basically they astro projected into the mines. Everyone's dead. And so Sabrina's like, all right, well, we got we to gotta tell him. Nope, we can't. This is the perilousness of being a witch who consorts with mortals, having knowledge they don't, and not being able to act on it or share it. And this is the crux of the entire show. And so they all are mad and angry. And sad. Yeah, and sad, because this sucks. I I appreciate the fact that they didn't play into Zelda's trope in this scene. No. She has utter compassion for all of the like, people who... This sucks. Yeah. This sucks. No, there's nothing else to it. And you start to see that Zelda has all this very much witches and humans are separate and witches are better. But at the same time, tragedy is tragedy no mm-hmm. matter what. Yes. And I think it's also plays into the reason why they have a mortuary. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, 
they do care about mortal lives. They bury them mm-hmm. and care for those families, but it's. I think part of it is because the Spellman family has always had this tie to the mortal world, one way or another. I, I just found that interesting, hmm. and I I like that they didn't play into the witches are better trope here. Well, there's that, and also that Zelda shoes away mortals. She only deals with them when it comes to death. That's true. Um, that's you know the other part of the mortuary. Like yeah, like. Being able to comfort people in like the shittiest time of their life, that's a skill. Yeah. And it takes very specific people. Hilda. Hilda. But also Zelda, because it's very matter of fact. You're mortal. Now you're dead. Let's deal with the body. Somebody's got to be able to do that part of it. Well, yeah. I mean, please go watch all of Six Feet Under because I feel like they have really good conversations in that show about dealing with like... The practicality and the nuance of dealing with dead bodies. And like, we don't deal with that as people. We put it on other people. Yep. It's very weird. You know, a lot of things to think about. It's also a really great show. We go over to the Kinkle house. Harvey's coming down. He's like, Dad, we're heading up back to the mine. And there's another dude there. It's a dude from the bank. They uh, are thinking about not doing the search anymore. And Harvey's like, what? I what's happening and mr kinkle is like you know i have the safety of the other men to consider here uh-huh so some really quick cut but spellman house harvey showed up and he's screaming he called off the search my asshole father he didn't think he could risk the loss of any more lives but no it's bullshit he's already talking to the bank and the insurance company because he cares more about the payout than he does about finding tommy no harvey he's worried just like you nope He's coming here to plan Tommy's funeral for tomorrow because he can't collect the insurance check until there's been a funeral. And we don't even have his bodies yet. What kind of man does that? And I was like, holy shit, Harvey. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's, yeah. So then we cut over to the School of Dark Arts. You know, class is coming out. Nicholas, you know, goes to the Weird Sisters and he's like, um, have you guys seen Sabrina? She hasn't been to seminar in the last two days. And it's Dorcas and Agatha say, oh, didn't you hear? There was a terrible accident at the mines. A bunch of mortals died. What, like her boyfriend? No, his brother. It's tragic, really. Or it would be if the Kinkles weren't a family of dirty witch hunters. The funeral's tomorrow. Heard they're burying an empty casket. And so they're walking away. And Prue hears this conversation. And she's very, very suspicious. Mm-hmm. We head over to Sabrina's room. And, you know, she's all dressed in black. And Hilda's working on... Her, her dress. dress on her dress and Sabrina starts asking questions you know what happens when we die and this is a really nice callback to what happened in the last episode because Sabrina doesn't really know what she believes so this yeah. is this is a lovely like continuation of that conversation and Hilda says well I can only speak to witches and I suppose you're curious to know what happens to mortals like young Thomas Kinkle they kind of go back and forth and really Sabrina is just like how do you come back from the dead does Aunt Zelda cast a spell or are you cursed? And Hilda's like, it's about the soil. More specifically, the plot of soil in our graveyard. It's been in the Spellman family for generations. Reportedly, it's the soil that was harvested from Cain's garden and soaked with Abel's blood, the most fertile soil on earth. And it contains all the mysteries of life and death. And so like she finishes it and uh, she finishes the dress and she puts it on Sabrina and... She's trying to be a little silly. 
with like putting her shoes on this little foot and this little foot. And then just looks dead at her and goes, I know what you're actually asking here. But bringing back the dead is by and large a no-no, easier done with witches and never ever to be tried with mortals. It's not our place, as Aunt Zelda says. And Kane's garden, that's just for witches. And Sabrina's like, don't worry, Aunt Hilda, I haven't got any ideas. Bullshit! Even if I did, it's not like we have Tommy's body to bury. Just his hat. I will say at this point, I don't think she actually has this scheme in her head yet. Because she has on her face just written, it was like, it's hopeless anyway. She's just got this thought running through her head. I think she does, but she has no information on how to do it or who to ask. Like, she just has, she has no info. So, like, she's she absolutely wants to, to somehow try to save Harvey and Tommy, but... She's like, it's a hopeless situation anyway. I'm just going to go support my my boyfriend right now. Mm-hmm. So we get to the funeral service. Yeah, so now it's funeral time. And, you know, we've got everybody from town is coming to pay his respects. And Sabrina goes to Miss Wardwell. And she's just like, I think he made it out because I placed a protection spell on him. And Wardwell's kind of impressed and curious. And Sabrina explains that. After the Kinkles shot the familiar in Moon Valley, I was afraid the Weird Sisters might retaliate. And so that's what I did. Wardwell is just like, you don't think they did this? It's like, oh, no. We always want someone to blame even in the face of natural occurring tragedies, just human and witch nature. In that way, we're not all that different. Mm-hmm. So then we've got Ambrose and Zelda in the hallway. And Ambrose is like, Auntie Z, do any mortals ever realize life while they're living it? Every fleeting, precious moment. And Zelda's like, nope. The poets and artists, maybe they do. Not that we're much better, mind you. And Auntie Z's like actually like getting a little misty. Mm-hmm. And Ambrose is like, are you crying? No, Pollen, let's get this over with. I, I love seeing the real emotion come out of Zelda. Yeah, here. like that Zelda's not as like ironclad as she wants you to believe. I, I identify with that a lot. Yeah, and... This whole time, you know that's there because they're not portraying her as like a dead-eyed mm. sociopath. She's very resolute and firm, but when those walls crumble, she's got a lot of compassion mm-hmm. for witches and people. We have the start of the funeral. Roz is singing a song, and we oh. see the crowd. We see Susie is in a suit, a suit and tie. Love it. It's very good. And then ugh, Harvey gets up and gives this eulogy about how Tommy was his best friend. And then he asked him what his dream was, and Tommy said his dream was seeing that Harvey's dreams come true. And and most importantly here, right when he gets up to give this eulogy, Sabrina casts a spell to make him strong, because he's struggling to say anything. And Sabrina just whispers under her breath a little spell. Yeah, it's strength by day, strength by night, give him strength and give him might. And then he gives this fucking eulogy, which is Ugh. just beautiful. And so, Roz's hymn is beautiful. The whole thing is it's gorgeous. Great. And then Mr. Kinkle gets up and he basically talks about how Tommy loved the mine and understood that it was the lifeblood of Greendale. And this makes Harvey so fucking angry. He starts yelling and they get back they go back and forth and they start yelling at each other they end up like almost getting into a physical altercation but the they knock the casket over and the hat pops out Mm -hmm. and ross picks it up and things are weird for her and then we go outside and harvey's run out there and sabrina's you know talking to him and it's like you know i can't live in that house with him i can't live alone with my dad and the worst part is he's the reason he's dead 
And Sabrina just keeps going with the, you can't blame yourself for his death. And Harvey tells us that he found an acceptance letter to Notre Dame for Tommy, but he didn't go because he didn't want to leave Harvey there. Um, He could have gotten out, but he stayed to protect me. And then Mr. Kinkle comes out and starts yelling at him like, you're going to man up. And he's about to hit him. And all of a sudden, his arm stops and we cut to Aunt Zelda, who is holding her fingers up really tight. And you can tell she's got a spell on this guy. She's using magic and she just says, this is your son's funeral. We might honor his memory and compose ourselves. Your guests are leaving. I suggest you do the same. And then, you know, like she kind of lets her fingers go and and Mr. Kinkle can use his arm and he leaves. And uh, so Harvey goes he says i need to be alone and wardwell you know tell sabrina time sabrina give him time and as she's walking away she goes poor harvey kinkle (laughs) (laughs) oh she's got some scheme plan Mm -hmm. i do love the unintended consequences of the strength spell Yes. Being that Harvey unfucking loads bit. on his father. Well, Sabrina doesn't know the basics of any of her her witchcraft at all because she's taking it all for granted. And she doesn't realize you you do know that if you do this, it's all going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> so we go over to Dr. Cerberus's and Wardwell and Sabrina are, are talking. And basically Sabrina's like, I want to know how to bring him back from the dead. How do we do this? And Ward was like, you know, there's rules. It's a treacherous business. And these are not to be trifled with. And Sabrina's like, well, is it complicated? And Wardwell says, well, no, actually. And the incantation I have is quite simple and yields great results. <laughs> this whole time she's doing this like, well, this is just dangerous and you can't do this. She's like, well, no, my spell's pretty good. But no, no. Like she gets very matter of fact. And we know that her whole thing is to push Sabrina to the Dark Lord. Uh-huh. That's her whole thing. But the way they're accomplishing it with her is fabulous. Oh. It's just the right amount of pretending to be against something while actually encouraging the thing. She's a master manipulator. Oh, it's the best. And she's written so perfectly. So she she lets it slip that she needs a book of the dead, which she has on the shelves of Baxter High. Um, because of course she does. Part of it's unspeakable, but and it requires an offering of the dead to rise, to balance out the cosmic forces. Someone has to die for Tommy to live again. But you couldn't cross that line. You were many things, Sabrina Spellman, but a killer is not one of them. And then this moment had could not have been anything more than improv. But Wardwell goes to take a sip of her drink and her straw is not where you would need it to be. So she just does this thing with her face to get the straw where it's going. And it's so perfect. <laughs> Because that could not have been, I don't, I'm going, I want it to be an improv and because I love that shit. I I think it may just have been a mistake. I think it's just a thing that happened, but it so perfectly plays into this role that Wardwell is trying to do. She's not human and she's not witch and she's not of this world. So trying to inhabit a, a worldly body is just weird for her. Yeah, it's just, I love it. It's so great. (laughs) So we cut on over to the Spellman house. Doorbell rings and it's Father Blackwood. He gets invited in 
And Zelda assumes he's there to see her about his wife, but he's actually there to talk about Ambrose. I am at a loss. <laughs> as soon as Lucas spoke to me about you, I looked into your dossier. You went to Oxford and published a book of poetry at 17. You painted with a surrealist, taught stage magic to Houdini. My boy, how did you ever end up as part of a plot to blow up the Vatican? So, okay. So, like, now we get kind of a better idea of exactly how old Ambrose is. Mm-hmm. Because um, they've been playing him off as, like, maybe he's, like, 22. Like, he's in the young 20s. But he's Range. made he's made a comment before of like seventy five years ago. Yeah, it's just like okay, now we're very clearly dating him. Yeah, I do. I do recall just being like, okay, well, he's definitely older than he looks. Of so course, of course. Where do we put him at? Mm -hmm. So Ambrose explains that his father died young, but at the hand of witch hunters, and he just drifted, and he was trying to find a father figure, and he found somebody who was very devoted to the Dark Lord, a young Crowley. AKA Alistair Crowley. And his mission became my mission. And so Faustus is like, okay, but you didn't act alone, so it will give you immunity if you, you know, name your co conspirators. And Ambrose is like, yeah, I couldn't do it. And Faustus says, well, you know, the offer still stands. And Ambrose is like, I I'm going to have to think on this. Okay. So they bow. Faustus starts to leave, and Zelda's like, no. Like, Your Excellency, if I have a moment, I wonder if I might bother you. I am in need of your spiritual guidance. <laughs> so they go into a room, and he's, like, very intrigued by this. He gives a great little, like, eyebrow, like, raise. Of, like, all right, what is this? It's been some time since I've submitted to satanic confession. She's worried that her family is just strayed too far from the path of night. Like, her sister's been excommunicated. Sabrina's didn't go through with her baptism. And she's got Ambrose, who's under house arrest. Like, this is not cool. We're a fallen family. I feel like I'm running a halfway house for wayward witches. <laughs> and so Faustus is like, you know, unlike the false god, the Dark Lord accepts our weakness. He knows we are made of flesh and failure. This is our nature, Sister Zelda. And I, too, know the fear of suffering. He takes her hand and... My wife threatened my faith with her transgression at the lottery. What's more, what I await the fate and gender of my children, Lady Blackwood has denied herself to me. Which, like, ugh. The focusing on the gender of your children, that's some bullshit. And two, you know what? You're a dick. And she's pregnant with two babies. She does not have to give you shit sexually. Yeah, this, this patriarchal bullshit in the Church of Satan. Anywhere. People. You do not owe your partner shit sexually nope ever no i don't care nobody owes anybody anything sexually in any relationship so zelda is just getting like oh my goodness no yes many months now to be forsaken untouched that is not the dark lord's will for any of us and they start kissing and they it's clearly some sexy time <laughs> I mean, you know, all right you know Whatever. Like, I was like... They're consenting adults. For a while there, I was like, just fuck already. And then by the end, I was like, oh, no, this got gross. You no! took a more turn. No, this oh. is not a tra This is not sexy. No, because he made, sexy. It, he made it all about his power and how he's owed sex by his wife. Ew. So we're at Susie's house, and Susie hears something, and they wake up, and it's Dorothea. Susie. And Susie looks at Dorothea and says, I did what you asked me. I went to the mines. And Dorothea says, you did. You're a very brave boy. 
And Susie's like super proud. Like, all right, I got the stamp of approval. Dorothea goes on, Putnam's have always been brave since this township was founded. And how did it feel? And Susie kind of thinks for a second, scary, but really good, too. And Dorothea looks at Susie and just goes, and that was just the beginning. So my my one concern here Mm -hmm. is I really want this to be its own pure and awesome storyline for Susie. Yeah. I don't want this to be... Like Wardwell messing with Susie. Manipulating her through Dorothea. If they do that later, it's really going to cheapen how cool this is. Because otherwise, it's just going to make it... Then it becomes tokenism. It does. And it's just it's just for like let it's, it's it's exploiting the plight. With these last few episodes they have created a very interesting discovery in Susie. Yes. Like and I, and I don't want them to cheapen that. No, like they it's almost like they course corrected halfway through and are like, "Oh, you made it really bad in the beginning, but now there's like a purpose to it." So exactly. it's like I'm going to follow you, but I am skeptical. Of course, because it's the fucking Riverdale writers. We see Harvey and he's in bed and he gets a phone call and he picks up the phone. He sees it, Sabrina. He declines the call. So next day, Sabrina's at school. Roz comes up and starts starts asking some questions like, hey, you know, this is really weird. But um, when I picked up Tommy's hard hat, I had a vision, like a flash. I know that's how that sounds. Like one second I was at the funeral, the next I was in the mines and i saw these two creepy girls and at this point we start we start seeing what Roz saw in the mines and we see dorcas and agatha chuckling and Roz continues they were wearing these old-fashioned dresses with lace collars and sabrina's like just two girls not three (laughs) Roz confirms just two they were playing with dolls and then we see this the we see them smash the dolls like we did when they were at the dark art it's like, it's weird, right? Definitely weird. Oh, Sabrina, definitely weird. Yeah, her intention <laughs> with that is so great. Because you know. Like, she she totally knows what's happening. Okay, Roz, I'm going to need you to describe these two girls in as much detail as you can possibly remember. <laughs> you know, that's, that's good. It's teen bullshit, and I love it's it. It's pretty great. So then we cut to Sabrina in the forest and she's got a voodoo doll and some yarn. And so she starts doing a spell and she's saying prudence and then prudence appears. So she's summoned her. That's enough, Sabrina. You summoned me. What do you want? Revenge. I can get behind that. <laughs> All right. Your venomous sisters went after my boyfriend and his brother. Harvey's alive, but Tommy's dead. And so are other four mortals. And Sabrina continues. That's five innocent lives lost for Dorcas's and Agatha's amusement. So Prudence is like, all right, what do you, what do you want? Prudence is like, I want Tommy back and you owe me for saving you from Lady Blackwood. And I have a plan. And Prudence is just like, <laughs> fine, fine, half witch. Oh, no, it's pretty great. We cut over to the School of Dark Arts and Agatha and Dorcas are like playing patty cake. And Sabrina shows up and they just start fighting. And Basically, Dorcas becomes the snitch and says it was Agatha's idea to do it. Agatha says, you know, I'm just sorry the other kinkle boy didn't die, too. And Sabrina slaps her on the face, which is deserved. But that slap was so fucking fake, I'm annoyed. Well, better it be fake and eye-rolly than be real and have hurt an actress. I'm fine with it. 
It looks bad and it sounded bad. It's not, it's bad, it's a bad slap. <laughs> I like the slap occurred, but it was a bad slap. It's a bad slap. It's a bad slap. You know, they're like, murder and resurrection, Sabrina? You've gone dark. There are no limits to what I will do to help the ones I love. And Sabrina sounds exactly like Zelda. And Nicholas swoops right in. What time can I watch? You're talking necromancy, right? No way I'm missing this. <laughs> so what time? What woods? Midnight in the clearing by the creek bed. And then like Agatha is just like, Prudence, I'm your sister. Not tonight you aren't. <laughs> and so then we see Sabrina sneak into Baxter High and she grabs the, the book of the dead from Wardwell's office. Wardwell comes out from a corner and, and she's just like, and the child takes another step on the road to perdition. Oh, Wardwell. Well, so, you know, she's done this. So it's midnight in the woods. Agatha's gag. They've got a pentagram on the ground with Tommy's clothes laid out. Um, I can't believe you're doing this, Agatha. She's our sister. Leave if you want. But if you say, Dorcas, shut your mouth or we'll sacrifice you too. <laughs> and Nicholas has got very serious. As a student of necromancy, I strongly advise that you recite the text word for word. The slightest deviation and we could all wind up dead. So, step one. Invoke the hounds. So they, they, yeah. They invoke the hellhounds, basically. Yeah. And I love that once we hear the hounds come in, mm -hmm. Nick just goes, unholy shit, it's working. <laughs> He's impressed. He's very impressed. Unholy shit. Good. I love it. It's great. The second stage, we must open the door between the worlds. Get another invocation and all the candles around the pentagram have blown out. The third and final stage, the sacrifice. And Prudence looks at Sabrina. Would you like to do the honors? With pleasure. So Sabrina like steps up right behind her, slits her throat quickly, and she is fully resolved to do this. Like there's really no hesitation. Which is fucking freaky at this point. We're like, whoa. Yeah. And then we get the, the price paid in blood. Thomas Kinkle, we entreat thee. Rise, rise, rise. <laughs> and the wind whooshes what now we wait and we can see that wardwell is in the woods watching she's not using stolas she's there she is watching this happen well of course well you would have thought we would have seen the raven but no she is physically there oh she's she's mouthing rise with them mm -hmm. so now we're checking the time 13 minutes time enough for all the traces of the witch's soul to leave the body and then we bury her so they like they pull her up and they throw her into a grave in her the cane soil yep, at the Spellman house. Take her to that witch plot. And like, why not just leave her in the woods? Shut up and dig. <laughs> and Ambrose is coming up. Sabrina. Oh crap. Necromancy? <laughs> Sabrina, this is the stupidest, the most irresponsible thing you've ever done. Uh he keeps he's like, oh, you have mucked with the worst forces that you have messed with death. You're more powerful than the Dark Lord. I follow the ritual to the letter. And Ambrose is like, okay, so why is she in your cane pit? And Sabrina is just all like, the right demanded that somebody be killed so that Tommy could come back. Agatha was that someone. But the ritual didn't say anything that the murdered sacrifice had to stay dead. Ambrose is just livid. He is beside himself. Yes, it, but I love this that he says, Why must you always insist that the universe grant you special privileges? 
you've upset the natural order. You do realize that, don't you? There are rules. There's no cheating fate. And one of the big problems I have with Sabrina is that we get a lot of white savior bullshit. She has an obscene amount of privilege. And now she has basically dual citizenship in the witch world and the mortal world. And she is consistently like, bend the rules for me, world. Do it. I'm a cute little blonde white girl. And up until this point, it's worked. Mm -hmm. But you know why it's worked? Wardwell. There are larger things There's, in there's play. other things happening, but I like that Ambrose is like, you're an idiot and you think you're hot shit, but this is going to fuck. This is going to get fucked up. And to be fair to Sabrina's character, I don't want to just trash her because she's doing it for a noble purpose. She retorts with this very wonderful mantra for her character. What is the point of being a witch if I can't help the people I love? And he's just like, you've crossed the line. You've completely erased it. And she's just like, she is so full of herself. Like she can't see. And this is where I do love it. Again, this harks back to Zelda. Yeah. She's so much like Zelda. She's like, yeah, she's willing to do shit that she shouldn't do for her, for the people she loves. But she also cannot see her fault. No. Which Zelda couldn't see. And that's what makes her such a compelling character in the end mm -hmm. what makes this show really good she's not making things better for people no because she's 16 like she's an and idiot. she thinks she knows better than everyone <laughs> yeah 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 ambrose is just pissed and he's just like nope done uh we see a hand pop out of the ground that's agatha right on schedule infamous last words cousin 13 hours ambrose tommy will be back you'll see Everything will be okay in 13 hours. She just says that to herself, trying to reassure it. Mm -hmm. So Agatha climbs out of the ground and where where am I? Where was I? And Dorcas is like, you didn't kill her? Because she didn't know what was happening. And so, no. so Prudence comes in and she's like, we did. But only because Sabrina had a plan to bring Agatha back. You, Sister Agatha, were dead for 13 minutes. Now you're back. Actions have consequences. By killing those mortals so helter-skelter, you risked exposing us. Imagine if my father found out. You'd still be in the ground right now. So I'll thank you to never take such an action without my explicit permission again. Basically, don't fuck with Prue. Fuck yeah, Prudence. And But again, this, this is where like the white savior bullshit, I get pissed off because Agatha has to suffer consequences, but Sabrina hasn't. So I, yeah, it's... Mm, I I agree with the frustration. Yeah. What I will say is they are now setting it up mm -hmm. where Sabrina will have to pay major consequences down the road. Hopefully, these writers are in tune more because they've proven they're a lot better than what we've seen from Riverdale. Hopefully, they pick up on that fact and they really do force Sabrina into very hard choices about the consequences of what's going to happen here. Mm. So it's the next morning and Zelda is all glowy and like swoony in the kitchen. <laughs> and Hilda comes in. You look, you look a delight this morning, sister. And Zelda's like, the season agrees with me, Hilda. Hilda's just, you know, I'm going off to work. Don't set the table because I won't be here. I might be late. What are you going to do today? And Zelda just goes, I believe the high priest is calling. And then she instantly pops up her newspaper so no one can see her face. <laughs> she is like salivating thinking about the high priest. And Hilda's is like, what's up with you? Okay. 
Uh, we go back to school and Sabrina's staring at the clock. While Raza and Susie are trying to talk to her. Wicca is hosting a fundraiser to help the miners and their family. So for us, it's over. But for them, you know, this just keeps going on and on. They ask Roz about, so you had a vision and Roz takes off her glasses. She says, my Nana Ruth said that when we went blind, she started having these visions all the time. Things that she couldn't possibly have seen. But the craziest thing is Nana says our blindness is a curse. That, that might be the dementia talking, but she believes that one of our ancestors was cursed by a witch. Sabrina's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and she's just like, okay. It's the cunning. It's like this extra sense we develop when we go blind. I told you it was crazy. So like Sabrina's like, shit. Now my friends are really starting to believe in witches. This is not great. <laughs> like, because they're not believing great things. And Roz is just like trying to explain this weird thing that's happening to her. Yeah. Blackwood comes to visit Ambrose. Okay. He asks for Ambrose's decision. And Ambrose says, I'm sorry, I cannot give up the name of my co-conspirators. And Father Blackwood is like, I'm happy to hear that. Integrity, honor, loyalty. So you're going to come teach at the Academy of Unseen Arts. We'll think of it as a form of community service. And we'll continue to work on uh, a pardon and complete freedom. And like Ambrose is like, all right, I get to go to school. Well, also, just the thought of, I get to leave. Mm -hmm. He would probably do any awful job. Like, if oh. it meant just taking out the garbage for, like, the witch school, he'd he, probably, he'd probably do, do, it. do it. Because at this point, yeah, it's been forever. So Zelda's waiting in the hallway. Faustus, I need to speak to you at once and in private. So they go into her room. And Faustus is very stern. But, you know, all right, we can do this. Mm -hmm. She opens a box and inside we see a two-headed snail. And he's like, what does this mean? Snips and snails, Faustus. The results are promising. The Dark Lord has likely honored you with boys. <laughs> and he's just like, twin sons? And Zelda just goes back and forth to carry out the Blackwood legacy together. Praise Satan, you are truly blessed. And she goes to hug and like, mack him, on him. And he rebuffs her and goes, you forget yourself, Sister Zelda. Uh, but I thank you for your service. And like, so I was like, but the other day, yes, you confessed certain things to me, certain weaknesses I felt as well. I was remiss in not assigning you penance. And Zelda's like, penance? What the fuck? Penance? And he starts to take off his jacket. And he goes, flagellation, sister. To strengthen the body and will. 30 lashes to suffice. I assume you have a cat of nine tails. Uh, I mean, I do around here somewhere. Good. We'll do it here then. Your door has a lock, I presume. You will flagellate me and then I will flagellate you. And this gets so fucking hot. And together we shall suffer an exquisite ecstasy. How does that sound? Entirely appropriate. Well, shit. Like she is like shuddering and like, oh, she's about to finish <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is there she is there it is not gonna take much long to push her over the edge this is hot yeah i love it <laughs> it's amazing i did not pick up where he was going until he says cat of nine tails and i was like oh oh it's gonna get kinky in here mm -hmm. yeah i'm so here for this <laughs> We go to school. Harvey's there. He's dealing with his locker. and Looks like, like a zombie. Yeah, he does. He's yeah, he's a hot mess. And Sabrina's so happy you're here. And Harvey's like, yeah, just to get away from my dad. 
and everyone's acting weird and treating me different because I'm the kid whose brother died in the mines. And Sabrina's like, you know, a miracle could happen. And Harvey's just like, uh, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. And he walks away. He looks sad and pathetic. Sabrina goes walking in the woods and she goes to the pentagram and Tommy's clothes are still there. And she's just like, so she walks home and Ambrose is like whistling when the saints go marching in while he's uh, shining his shoes. Uh, Oh, sweet hell. What happened with Tommy? Nothing. It's It's been over 13 hours and it didn't work. And Ambrose like considered a blessing because he's just he's not into this at all. And Sabrina says, I went back to the woods and the effigy was just lying there. What do you mean you went back to the woods? And he's like, the soul returned to the body wherever that is. And Sabrina gets super like, but the right didn't say that. And Ambrose loses it. You're playing with life and death and you don't even know the basics. And Sabrina starts screaming, he's in the mines. He's at the mines. So she runs to the mines and the barrier that they've put up there has been broken through. And then we cut to the Kinkle house and, you know, it's Harvey and his dad, you know, peeling back the film on their frozen dinner. And they hear this thumping on the door, this continuous thump, thump, thump. And we can see a person there. And they, they just keep knocking. And Harvey gets up and he turns the knob. End of episode. Ah! So good. They're so good with their cliffhangers on Netflix. They just are. They're doing a really good job at the tension building and I appreciate it. Damn it. So good. (laughs) So good. I do love that Ambrose's last look is like fucking teenagers. And I mean, I just love that. Like, this is who you're going to be around all the time now, dude. Stupid teenagers. Uh Uh-huh. Which teenagers? It's amazing oh this fucking show another great one yeah like this show is so tight it's tight yeah it's a it's it's well tuned it's precise it knows precise that's a better word for it it's precise what the, it knows what it wants to say mm-hmm. and knows exactly how to say it most of the time it's unfortunate that they had those real problematic steps early on mm-hmm. because otherwise this would be like a near perfect season of TV. Season two is coming out April 5th. So hopefully they just continue with that. And they've already been they've already been renewed for seasons three and four. So we're going to get another 30 episodes at least of Sabrina. So I am super excited. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're listening to this, you're one of our Patreon subscribers. We actually have some new Patreon subscribers. We got Jimmy from Angry Ip Studios and Laura. So thank you guys for being some Patreon subscribers. And until next time, hashtag, hashtag praise, praise Satan. Satan.